me? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Well, I'm well. Welcome to the manual. Thank you. You are actually my official first uh, first guest host. Um, oh, that's that, great. That will be doing this. So um, when you're ready, just give me a little bit about yourself. I actually give the audience a little bit something about yourself. It's a pre-recording, so it's not live. So obviously, okay. you know, you can get that to uh, give us your, your impression. All right. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Um, I am a mom of five. I'm a uh, three-time natural bodybuilding champion. Uh, I'm a life coach, a meditation instructor. Um, I am a shamanic Reiki healer. And um, I'm a self-acceptance specialist. Okay. Um, uh, things that I like to, I enjoy doing. I love, love, love reading. Okay. Um, about things like alchemy, um, how to transform, you know, yourself into your higher self. Okay. Uh, my favorite movie is, um, oh, what is it? I'm like. <laughs> who's in it? Because I'm a, I'm a great movie buff. So who's in it? Uh, oh, what's it about? It is about the girl that takes the pill, and. Um, her mind is expanded past the what they call the ten percent. Oh yeah, that's is that Charlie Lucy? Yes, Lucy. Yes, I remember. Yes. That was that was actually pretty crazy. That was a crazy, yeah, crazy movie. Okay. I love that movie. I could watch it over and over and over and over again, and uh, just the thought, just the fact of knowing that without a drug, you know, through meditation through self-acceptance that we can go to a higher level I think is absolutely amazing if that you're is, willing yeah I mean I mean a lot of people sometimes can't really get into their own head and like to be in their own head so I, I totally kind of can understand where where that would be something that you know it could be scary but it also could be a, a, an awakening in, in a sense so yeah that's pretty right dope. okay so on the manual you get to pick your own topic um the host is just in the uh, in the passenger seat, and the guest gets to kind of talk about what's in his or her own universe. Um, so whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'm, I am I am all ears. Okay. Um, well, I like to stay on the topic of self self acceptance. Okay, that works. Yeah, and uh, you actually helped me with that. Really? Yes. Because um. You shared with me one day, a, a, quite a few, couple of years ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. you said to me, you said, I feel bad for you because you have not experienced the fullness of life. Um, maybe not in those exact words, but that's how I took it. Okay. And it has something to do with me not being part of a team. And just kind of doing mostly most things by myself. Okay. And uh, you know, so that helped me to kind of look at friendships, who I am, who I thought I was, and uh, you know, so just for a moment, I just want to say I appreciate you. Oh, I, I appreciate you saying that. That's that's I really really appreciate nice. you for that. Yeah, and um, that changed my life along with meeting a bunch of other people that have said little things that helped me on my path. 
Okay. You know, so I think that we're all, life links us, we're all connected. And once you're okay with being, once you learn a little bit and then take another step and another step about discovering um, yourself, I believe that you can then share and help another person evolve just by you being yourself. It's nothing extra that you have to do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, while I call myself a self-acceptance specialist, it's really nothing. It, I'm not doing anything except showing people how to believe in themselves. Okay. Because there's no, I don't believe that there's no one leader. I think that the only way that you can actually discover yourself your full self is to go within. Okay. And all of that is inside of you. Okay. And 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 in this re in this aspect, is this based on with or without a support system externally, or this is something? This is all based on my own experience. Okay. Um, and things that I have taken a look at, like my favorite author is um, James Allen. Okay. And James Allen talks all about basically self-acceptance and how you direct your forward steps, okay. your path steps, um, how you become more accountable. And that was probably one of the biggest things that helped change my life is when I stopped blaming other people and I became accountable for myself okay. completely constantly asking myself well now I'm at a place where I'm asking myself why and not just why another person is doing something it's more of like why am I doing what I'm doing and purifying my purpose okay do you think that um that again I guess I'll go with the with the last statement that you made as far as your mm -hmm. purpose do you believe that that everyone here has a purpose um, or that purpose I mean, I'm sorry. Let me let me recant. Is that purpose mm -hmm. already predetermined, or is it something that you have to kind of uh, grow into and find yourself? Versus, like it's been picked for you, you just have to adhere to the laws of the universe and kind of go go about it that way. I think that. <laughs> excuse me. You know, honestly, I'm in between because in the beginning, I thought that it was something that I could do you know, that it was not really predetermined. Um, I thought that, you know, I could maneuver and move around and, you know, create my own puzzle. What I realize now, uh, what I'm beginning to realize now is every step that I've taken forward has led me in the same direction. And anytime I'm coming out of the path that I personally believe most likely is set for me, I'm all, I'll fail in that area. Okay. And I'm redirected somewhere else to and redirect it right back on that path. I mean, down to failure to the point where it's like, if I don't do what I'm supposed to be doing, it could affect everything and everyone around me. Yeah, I mean, uh, success is a byproduct of failure. In order to, in order for one to achieve any level of success, you have to fail 
at a couple right. of things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my one of the greatest things I remember ever seeing was when my daughter was a little kid watching Toy Story One for like the mm-hmm. hundredth time. Mm-hmm. Um, Buzz and Woody were in Andy's room, and Buzz was convincing the other toys that he could fly. Mm-hmm. And Andy was like, "He can't fly. He's a toy." And Buzz did not believe that. Buzz mm-hmm. said, "I'm going to show you I can fly," and he jumped up in the air, did some kind of loop de loop crazy stuff, mm-hmm. and. And he was like, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, what he was like, that's not flying. That's falling with style. Mm-hmm. So I always, I always remember that. I always remember that growing up. When I when I don't do good at something, I'm like, you know what? I'm falling with style. I just right. Pick myself up, dust myself off, and get back in the game. But right. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting um, perspective. Yeah. Please, and uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Please give me more. The floor is yours. So. Um, and this is through like like you said trial and error falling with style I love that <laughs> so this is this is about that and what I'm beginning to realize because I've done my numerology chart um, which is in my opinion a good and a bad thing Okay. It's I'm in between on that also so I'm still learning as I move forward um, you know, I can only take a person as far as I'm, as far as I've been, you know, okay. or where I am right now. I can't take them ahead of me, you know. So that's why I constantly have to evolve myself. But with the whole trial and error, I believe that when taking it back to where you were saying is if it's predestined, I guess I do believe now that it's predestined because life has shown me that I've been so open to trying this trying that doing this doing that and I realize and I as I look back to my childhood when certain things happen I realize that I had certain gifts that I've gotten beaten for you know um I realized that I was always different I always had this high level of intuition I always knew certain things that you know, um, that other people may have looked at me, you know, may later years later may have said, like, for instance, um, I believe I shared with you, I was married for like 20 years yeah, and the entire time it was abusive. Hmm. With that, I knew certain things like he would, I knew certain things. There was one day where I went into an, I went into the elevator. He didn't come home one night I went to an elevator and I saw something on the ground on the floor in the elevator and I said oh that's his there was no way I could know and piece the puzzle together of where he was and that he was the one that dropped this thing on the floor in the elevator Mm -hmm. so when he came home he said where he was it was like this whole elaborate lie all of this craziness and I was like okay you know maybe I'm wrong well, a couple of years later, after we got divorced, he said, you know, you used to say things that would scare the crap out of me. And I would wonder, like, how did she know that that thing was mine when it actually was? And I was like, really? It was? And it was like a piece of plastic, you know? Mm. Um, I remember my mom. And, and because of that conversation, he beat, he beat me because of that conversation. And wow. um, my mom did the same thing. So there was a situation where 
um, I was like, I'm one of six children, the oldest. My mom was extremely abusive to me, not to the other children, but to me for whatever reason. Um, one day, she tells me to go in the bathroom and clean, um, clean the bathroom. And I thought to myself, you know what? She has a recorder in the bathroom. No way for me to know that she had a recorder in the bathroom. Like a tape recorder? Tape recorder, yes. Okay. So I said everything that I wanted, everything everything how I felt. Like she didn't love me. Um, She hated me. Um, You know, I felt like a slave. Like she loved everybody else more. I said everything. I leave out of the bathroom after cleaning it, saying everything to myself, basically, but really talking to her. Five minutes later, she calls me in the room. Did you know that I had this recorder in there? And she beat me. So it was it was constantly a thing where when I spoke my truth or things that I knew, I 99% of the time I got beat for it. Whether if it was with my ex-husband, my mom, a family member, it was always, um, but it was like, it was being pushed down, you know? Like something didn't want me to know who I, who I really was. I used to think as a child that I was a superhero. I don't know why I felt that way. But yeah, I got- we, all, we all got that. <laughs> <laughs> but as I became an adult, I actually became a superhero. You know, like, do you remember the costume? I don't know if I sent you any pictures of my costume, but yeah, I became I super me. I remember that you were doing some, I, I don't want to call it street ministry work, but you were out in the- uh, It was like children. Public, yeah, it was like, I, yeah. yeah. And it was, and you know, and, and then a couple of years after that, now um, I had uh, also begun to do healing. I didn't even know that I could heal people, which was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) You know, but somewhere around along the line, I knew that I could do these things. Mm -hmm. I would always like set these intentions and, and do these things that I would do in my head that I would, that I stopped letting people know that I was actually doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like being like a clairvoyant. Right. Yeah. But, but the healing portion is more of like, actually, okay, so one couple of things that I didn't tell you that actually happened over the past two years mm-hmm. is I, I, and this is all lining up to, um, this is all pertaining to your question in regard to, is it predestined? Okay. So a couple of years ago, I, um, I was meditating, teaching a client how to meditate. And he can um, confirm this with you also. So I'm teaching a client how to meditate. And I come, I go deep into the meditation because he's going deep into the meditation. And there's a word that comes up and it's, uh, and it's shaman. And I didn't even know what a shaman was or what the word was. But I mentioned it to him. I was like, you know what? Shaman came up for me. What came up for you? He was like, oh my God, that's so you. And I'm like, well, what is that? So I go... And I look it up and then it tells the life path of a shaman and everything that I've been through, the beatings, the, um, the abuse, the everything 
and how I had to fight forward the mental, what they called the mental health issues. All of those things were actually a part of it. But the, the, what, what helped me to be a shaman in training was the fact that I came out of it and that I was constantly coming out of it, constantly going through to come out and even putting myself in situations so that I could learn. So instead of running out of a situation, I would walk into the fire because I didn't want to experience the situation again. I wanted to learn from it. So that's a great, that's a great way to look at that. Yes. So, and that's something that shamans do naturally. I'm also a natural um, storyteller. I love telling stories. Um, so after I had that, um, I started having these visions. After I had the meditation, I started having these visions. And my daughter was laying next to me one day. And she said, are you okay, mom? My eyes, I was woke. I know I was woke. I closed my eyes. Matter of fact, a couple of days before, I was praying, meditating, and I was pr- meditating about how to get money or something. So I started having these visions a couple of days later. I had a vision, my eyes was closed, and I'm and again, I'm laying next to my daughter on the couch, and my eyes start to shake. And my daughter's looking at me and seeing that it's happening. And she says, mom, are you okay? You okay? And I kept my eyes closed because I really wanted to experience whatever was going on. And I saw a fire. And then I saw money inside of the fire. And then I saw another vision right after the money was gone. So for days I kept wondering what in the world is that all about (laughs) what is that and then something tells me you know what go and look at money rituals and i'm like money rituals (laughs) really Mm -hmm. i go and look up money rituals and that exact thing was a money ritual when i looked more deeper into shamanism i realized that that's how they spoke with each other they they were able to to transfer information because there was no phones this is before religion all of this stuff they were able to uh, speak to each other like a shaman in Asia could speak to a shaman in another country or be doing the same thing. Maybe not speak to, but be doing the same thing that another shaman is doing, but maybe in his own way without yes, communicating, right, without even communicating with each other. So because of that, so because of that, I believe that's how I was actually able to communicate. Um, that's how they were actually able to speak to me and say, okay, we'll do this particular thing. So I do it <laughs> because I'll, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm actually led, you know, and I had a specific number, all of these different things. I did the ritual, which was like um, burning, you know, uh, I didn't have any money at the time. So it was like burning, um, a p- burning paper, and, and making it into like cash or something, making it into like money or a check or something like that. And then mm-hmm. doing it under like a, a certain moon and all of this other stuff. So I go and I do it. Within a couple of days, I actually get the money with wow, no like, consequences of it. So what was, so what was the, I'm sorry to cut you. So what was the conduit? Like, how did you, like, did you have to go to, go to somewhere or the money showed up? No, the money showed up through, uh, through like, uh, through a client. 
a client that had that was consistent before and the funny thing about it is the client would the client gave me the money and then disappeared so it was like they never even used their sessions Mm, okay okay stuff like that began to happen and then another time um a client no not even the client another time let me see let me see let me see i'm trying to give you like little you know stories to support my again i can only say from my experiences and i'm so grateful that i have people around that can confirm these experiences Mm -hmm. um i believe that we're all so 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 protected that anything that we need is being supplied to us every Mm -hmm. single thing that i've ever needed was always supplied and always came at the right time but but back to this um, process so I go I do the ritual and I'm like wow what is that you know so and then I look up well how do I become a shaman I, like really dig deep into it so I started looking into it and I found something where normally you would have to do like go to like um, the Amazons to be a shaman and all of that and you have to pay like thousands of dollars mm-hmm. something because I did a search something popped up on my phone that where I only had to pay like $15. So I became from like this big time shaman, I became, um, I became sealed with the nine rites. I went through all the ritual, I went through all the processes, the sealings, all of this other stuff. Now, before I did that, something else happened. I had another um, vision and this vision was somebody looking at me. It was like, this person, this girl was looking at me and she was like in the Amazon. She was bald. She had like this this outfit on or something. And she was just like leaned over looking straight in my face. I'm like, what in the world is happening? Another time I had another vision and I actually saw uh, the, the uh, I believe it's called the Akashic Records. So I had like all the the symbols, everything, like scrolling through, I could see all of it, which was like, what is this stuff? So it caused me to be able to do more research. Everything that I've needed in order for me to be on this path to move forward was always supplied to me. At a yeah. t- at times where I had nothing. There was a time where I had a dream. First of all, this guy was like uh, ripping me off when it came to paying for um uh training space okay so he tell he um basically ripping me off so i have a dream and the dream says okay this person is going to betray you with this other person that i knew so i said okay you know whatever i go into the gym the next day and then i hear it and i'm like oh my goodness that's so crazy you hear like the betrayal? I hear them having the conversation. Yes. And I say, okay. They And then they see me. Hear them. And they send me these messages. I apologize. I apologize. I handled it in such a smooth way because I was already prepared for it. That it made them so uncomfortable. But it was very smooth and in a loving way. But that same day that same day matter of fact before all of that happened let me say that i was only there for i was there for a reason because that person as soon as i as soon as i signed the contract to be at that particular gym 
the man said, hey, um, I think you need to reach out to this particular person. And I'm like, reach out to this person? <laughs> okay. So I'm walking down the street. I wait two days. I'm walking down the street one day and something's like, call him now. So I'll call this man. Don't ask. I really couldn't tell you why. I call this man and he says, and I say, um, such and such says that I think that he thinks that I could help you or we could help each other. He says, well, what do you do? I said, you know, I'm a trainer. Um, you know, I do this, 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 and this, 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 and this. And he says, oh, well, um, actually, I think I could help you and you could help me. And how do you feel about going back to school? I'm like, I don't have any funds right now to go back to school. He tells <laughs> me, well, we're going to pay for you to get your meditation license. Two classes, one to take it into public schools and the other one to take it and the other one for yourself. I'm like, perfect. All I had to do was volunteer in exchange for it. So I volunteer, I do all the classes and the day, two days after I finished the classes, two days after, he sends me a text message and he says, we don't need you anymore. We're actually shutting our whole thing down. Wow. The key thing about that meditation license is the fact that it was healing for me. It took me so deep within meditation that I began to be on a path of even deeper, more healing. I needed it. And the universe supplied it. And then back to the same guy that told me that he needed to, um, you know, that where it was uh, the betrayal. Yeah. So that same day, I go into the gym. I still stay at the gym, training, working myself out. And something says, you have an appointment. I have an appointment. What are you talking about? I'm talking to myself. I don't have an appointment. I had this urgency to be down at State Street Grill in Bloomfield. So I'm like, I do not have an appointment at State Street Grill in Bloomfield. I know I don't. I look at my schedule, but something keeps telling me you have an appointment. I kid you not, within five to seven minutes later, I, I'm on the treadmill at this time. I convince myself I don't have an appointment. I get on the treadmill and walking on the treadmill, all of a sudden, it's like something took over me. It was like, you have an appointment. I'm like, oh my God, I got an appointment. I rush, I get dressed, I call a taxi and I'm in the taxi <laughs> down the State Street Grill. And I'm like, Juanita, what the heck are you doing? You don't have an appointment. But I still go and I sit down and I had enough for tea and soup. So I drink the tea, eat my soup or whatever. And I sit there for three hours. By this time, it's almost time to pick the children up from school. And, I, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. You know, I still feel like I have something. The owner of the business of State Street Grill, as I'm packing up, comes over to me. This is the second time this has happened. Again, remember, the first time was with the guy who was betraying me because uh, um, at the gym and he gave me the paper, the, the number to the other person who helped me with school. The second time was this owner of Stacey Grill coming to me or the, the head manager or whatever came to me, Vlad. Um, I think he's still the manager that he came to me. And he said, here, I think you could help this person and he could help you. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I call the person and he tells me, oh yeah, I know Vlad. You know, why don't you come and meet me? I have a gym a block away from the gym that you, used to, that you train at right now. This man charged me $10 less per client. 
which means that I saved hundreds of dollars by being able to move. And he gave me keys to the keys to his studio. I mean, like all stuff like that would constantly, constantly, constantly happen. It's an amazing story. Yeah. So I do believe that. I guess as I'm telling the story, I'm going from like maybe, you know, to actually being like, you know what? <laughs> yes. Um, so um, with with that, I think going on your journey and being open to the process of like being so open to change and not saying I'm and not saying and not saying I'm just, you know, a trainer. We're saying I'm just this or I'm just that, you know? And actually, uh-oh. And actually saying, you know, I'm open to this, I'm open to that. It it helps us to be more um, available to be used. Mm. To be flexible, you know? Yeah. Yeah, fluid. Um, because life is fluid. There's no script, right? In, in how uh, we, you know, we live our lives. We make one script decision, it immediately changes the course of one action to one reaction to a chain reaction. So, um, right. You ever heard of Occam's Razor? Optimus Razor. No, no. Occam. O c c a m. Occam. No, I haven't. Yeah, it, it, it's actually um, he was a philosopher. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe 14th century. I might have to check my source on that, but I'm pretty sure 14th century. But uh-huh. it's basically like the easiest solution to a problem uh-huh. is, is the solution. We kind of complicate life by fighting and fending off things that are sent to us. Um, uh-huh. When we're ready to receive a blessing or whatever it is, you have uh-huh. to clear the path for it to come in. It's, you know, like right. it's like a hurricane. Right. Some storms come in and clear the path. Some storms leave debris and and destruction. It's right. how you look at how the storm came in. A right. lot of people are are placed in our paths in life to guide us, whether it's on the right path or off the right path. But once we have a a, a sense of what's going on, uh-huh. we can take advantage of you know a situation. And again, I think with with having clarity. People kind of can see their way through stuff. Uh-huh. You know, we we tend as human beings and the human condition is that we're gonna, oh, someone's gonna come save me. Someone's gonna solve my problem for me. Right. You have to, uh, how they say on the uh, airplanes, you have to participate in your own rescue. Right. So exactly. No, no one's jumping in the water to yep. pull you out. You gotta pull yourself to the surface and then get on that, get on that life raft. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and the pill is, you know, I have the pill that we're supposed to take, like you can get a gift of something and then we immediately try to throw it out to other people and say, you know, um, this is for you. You need to take this pill too. But really what I'm discovering is it's not really, you can share your experience, but we Mm -hmm. can't really tell people, oh, this is the way that you're supposed to be doing this particular thing. Because Mm -hmm. really that's just our journey as individuals. This is the way I do it. This is not the way that you may be supposed to do it. 
it's just my experience i can't say that this way is the right way and that way is the right way and your way is the wrong way and you better treat me this way or you better treat me that way because really when you try when you stop people from being actually who they are as individuals what winds up happening is you stop your blessing because sometimes your blessing because sometimes it's that your blessing is through the way that they're actually treating you yeah so for instance um i'm dating somebody that is a water sign a scorpio right love him to death but this man as a scorpio is thick-skinned now in order for me to be with him in order for me to understand who he is as an individual and i had to learn how to have tougher skin mm-hmm. now it's not that he's wrong it's that this is the situation that i personally believe that i'm supposed to be in because i was softer than i needed to be mm. so in order for me to go to my next step in life i have to have harder skin i have to be a little bit tougher but at the same time that he's watering me and i'm learning how to be more accepting of of water like be like water mm-hmm. this is the hardest thing that i've ever had to do because i have to be myself and i have to be accepting of another person also i mean it is so it is the hardest thing yeah ever ever had to do because you get you can can you can control the direction of water but water will test you and try to drown you. Yeah, and it takes the form of anything that it goes into. Whatever right. it goes into, it takes the form exactly. of Exactly. So you have to be at peace with whatever happens. And I don't mean like at peace in a negative way. And like, oh, abuse me and do all of this stuff. I'm saying like be at peace with learning how to be accepting of another of who another person is as an individual and at the same time when they're trying to drown let's say okay let's give let me give you a real real situation okay mm-hmm. scorpios most scorpios at least from what i'm reading because he's actually the first scorpio i've actually really come in contact with he has he is a a um a sexual being okay which in a mysterious being so women love him okay that's not his fault but at the same time he can be a little like i can't explain it like a little flirty you know ah, ain't nothing wrong with that also, right exactly <laughs> right but i thought that it, i would stop trying to stop him stop being you stop being you but this is this is him like this is not something this is not a joke this is not him trying to hurt me this is him being himself so me saying don't be you to be make me comfortable i had to take a step back and say okay how do i receive this water why am i letting this water drown me and really it's me i had an issue that if if i allow myself to see it as something negative instead of accepting this person for who they are and actually accepting beauty which is something that i do too as a virgo 
I'm flirty. I do the same thing. I enjoy men and women. I don't mean like in a sexual way, mm-hmm. but I enjoy the art of, of women and I enjoy the art of men. Mm-hmm. He's doing the same thing, but I'm not accepting of it. Why? So when he gives me his water, I'm able to transform with it because I need to be at, at a certain level where I need to be at a certain level where I am at peace. Yeah, it's called being uncomfortably comfortable. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And that allows me to grow and that allows our relationship to evolve. I'm the first person that he's actually able to be himself with. He shares things with me. I share things with him. At first, it was uncomfortable for him because he's like, nah, you joking. You don't want me to share that with you. (laughs) People people ask for things that they cannot handle. Yes. That is actual facts. And he's been very gentle and kind about it. You know, even the way we met. This is no, this is like, when I say that things can actually be predestined and, 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 even down to our relationship for me to be with this for he has helped me to evolve in such a way that and the only way that I've been able to accept his evolution and evolving with him is by me being willing to go through the process me wanting to go to evolve with this particular person but even when we met I met him three years ago two years 2017 I met him and when I met him I shook his hand and I knew inside of me that something was up. I was like, what was that? I met him once. Another time I meet him at another event. I was this the, the, the speaker, the um, self-acceptance speaker, self-care speaker there. And I met and I go and I run to, this is like at the time where I cut off all my hair and I run to him I'm like, do you remember me? And he's like, of course. And I run away like a little kid, right? <laughs> he's like, what the heck is wrong with this girl? So the third time I meet him, I run into him and we don't say anything to each other at all. So I asked one of his friends, I'm like, do you know anybody that you will hook me up with? Not all I'm thinking about is him. And he's like, no, because it's such, 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 such. I'm like, all right, whatever, forget it. So one day, um, the, one day I'm in meditation again. And I'm, yeah, one day I'm in meditation again and I'm like, oh, I want to be with a Scorpio. I've never been with a Scorpio. I started doing research on a Scorpio. I definitely want to be with a Scorpio. But, you know, they could, they could, act, I feel like a Scorpio could actually handle me. And mm-hmm. I would be willing to go through the process that I needed to go through to be with a Scorpio. Okay. So this, this was, so this was like two weeks before another day, um, a Saturday, Friday, Thursday comes, I'm meditating with my client and I'm just telling after that, I'm telling him. And I'm like, you know, I really think that I'm supposed to be with Scorpio. He's like, go online, check it out. You know, see, no, I'm not going online. It's Friday. Somebody else tells me, go online. Nope, not going online. Saturday comes. The children are picked up out the blue. And I'm watching my show, just chilling. Got my favorite, just really chilling at home. And someone, and um, all of a sudden I had this urge to like have male contact. And I didn't want to have sex with the person. Because and, and the thing is to make sure and I'm going to be honest with you to make sure that I, it was not like something where I was going to be like where I wanted to be intimate with the person, you know, because it was it was it was a while before I was actually intimate. So 
what I did was I handled myself, being honest, before <laughs> I went online. And I was like, okay, I really just want to have male, co- I just want to have a good conversation with somebody. So I sign up. Within 30 minutes, I sign up. I get all these guys coming through. Oh, I have a car. I have a boat. I have this. I have that. And I'm like, I don't care about any. I don't care about any of this stuff. And and he uh, and 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 at the top of my screen, and, and immediately I'm thinking like, you know what? I don't think that this is the best thing for me. Let me get out of here. Within two minutes, something pops up on my front of my phone. It says daily matches. I'm scrolling through. And who do I see? Him. I said, you know what, God? You have got to be effing kidding me. I said it just like that. Mm-hmm. I said, is this what you what this was all about? I said, if he's an effing Scorpio. <laughs> I said it just like that. Because we're cool like that. You know, God, you know, we yeah. have that kind of relationship. Yeah. So <laughs> I scroll down and I see that he's a freaking Scorpio. I'm like, yo, are you kidding me? I dropped my phone. I pick my phone up and I'm like, I scroll to say that I'm interested. But the whole time, actually, I'm wondering, like, why didn't he talk to me? But at the same time, I really didn't tell him that I was interested, you know? So I, I tell him immediately, because I already knew what I want. And I already knew in, at that moment that, like, okay, God set this up. This is it. Mm-hmm. Don't, I didn't want to seem crazy. So I just told him, was like, listen, take my phone number um, and call me because I'm getting off of here. And he's like, why are you going to get off now? I was like, because it's overwhelming. <laughs> really, I already knew what I wanted. Man, we hit it off so well. We've been together for almost two years. Mm-hmm. It's the best relationship. and But it's the most painful. Because I've, I realized that I've never actually loved anybody before. I realized with him that I have, that was a commitment folk, that I was getting rid of people after my marriage every four months. Mm-hmm. You, so you're beautiful story by the way so you're a mother you know mm-hmm. like, like most women are most women have the uh, ability to become mothers and mm-hmm. the pain of labor childbirth mm-hmm. right to, mm-hmm. to bring someone else into the world is a act of love mm-hmm. so you know with that being said it's like sometimes love hurts mm-hmm. it is i mean i am a man i saw my daughter being born and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i was like you guys are definitely the strongest sex because I would not be able to do that. Period. So, and the thing yeah, with it, me it is, is, it is crazy. And the thing with me is, even though you know I had these children, to be honest, and I love my children, to be honest, I was numb. I had no emotions. I was just doing it. That's the truth. Wow. I had to deep. learn. How to love. I had to learn how to love. I had to look at my children one day and say, you know what? As a matter of fact, I turned my TV off. I said, you know, I'm going to stop watching television. This was during the time when I was going through my divorce. I said, I'm going to stop watching television. Anything that was going to make me cry, (laughs) anything that was going to change my emotions, I'm going to stop it. So I stopped television. I stopped listening to love music. I stopped listening to music. I just stopped everything. And one day I looked at my daughter and I started watching her. And then I started watching the boys. And I'm like, you know what? I think that's cool that she does that. So one day she came to me and she said, mom, can I have a hug? And I said, you know what? Not right now. Can you give me a moment? 
And if you still want to hug in, a, in about 10 minutes, I'll give you a hug. So I kind of had to wait for a moment and, 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 and say to myself, okay, when you give her this hug, you actually have to feel her because I was so numb from all the abuse, from childhood abuse, relationship abuse, friend abuse, um, sibling abuse, sexual assault, all of these things since five years old, I was completely numb. I was living out of my head and not out of my heart. Yeah, I picked up my daughter. I said, do you mind if I hug you now? I picked her up and I said, I'm going to hug you for about 20, 30 seconds. Is that okay? She said, yes. I picked her up. She was tiny. She was maybe three. I picked her up, put her in my arms, hugged her and held her and smelled her. And, and in order for me to like really feel her, like not just the touch, but feel her on the inside, I held her for a couple of more seconds. And then whenever she would ask me to hug her, I would or hug the boys or even hug myself, I would do the same thing and make sure that I was actually feeling them. Not their skin, but like them, their souls, I guess. <laughs> something I always something I always said in life. I grew up in a in a in a loving home. And one of the things that I couldn't always recall as a little kid to an adult is that if somebody shakes your hand somebody touches you you know in a in a non-sexual way mm -hmm. someone touches you you should have, you should feel that energy that whatever it is if, right. if, if, if they're going to do harm to you you can sense fear you can sense uh, you know something that's going to hurt you but you should also you should also be able to sense that something is inviting something is, is loving and and something can be embraced right so it's, it's dope man it's dope yeah so I know we've been going on for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we're, we're coming to, yeah, we're coming to the <laughs> end here. Um, but thank you for sharing. And again, this is why this podcast kind of came about. Um, I mentioned in the in the uh, prelude that I um, wanted to kind of, this is the first time that I can remember in my life for the longest that it's been a complete slowdown in a lot of ways, but life didn't stop. It just kind of got interrupted. Yeah. And this is a way for people to kind of take a second you know some of these are going to be half an hour some a full hour depending on what they have to say but the host is not the, the driver right here. right it's you guys you guys so you're welcome to come on any anytime thank you to voice anything that you want um and if if you want to give some information on how people can contact mm -hmm. you for healing or training or whatever feel free to drop your number um social media contact sure sure and, you know, sure my number is uh 973-818-1847 uh you can find me on instagram at simply excellence uh s-y-m-p-l-i excellence on instagram awesome awesome all right um so we're gonna wrap this up Thank you again for joining the manual. I will uh, once I it takes me about ten minutes or so to um, to add the music mm -hmm. and, and kind of cut it up a little mm -hmm. bit, and then I'm gonna send it to you before I publish it, so you can hear it, listen to it, or whatever. But I really appreciate it. every time we talk. I always learn something, and, and you always take me back <laughs> to, to to things that because I, you know what, um, life is not complicated. We complicate. Yep. Things, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying like we we make things bigger than they are it, it, it's that little kid in the, in the dark that sees the, the clothes on the chair 
looks like the boogeyman, but then you turn it on, it's just your jacket. Right, right. <laughs> we we just we we manifest things, and you know the law of attraction. You know, I'm a universal being. You know, whatever you put out is what you're gonna uh, attract. But again, sometimes you know, planets and celestial bodies go off orbit and become part of something else. Right. So I really appreciate this time. Thank you again for being the first, and hopefully not the last. But anytime you want to connect again, just 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 hit me in, and we'll do this again. Nope. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Uh,